Hello, and welcome back to Decent Discourse. I'm Jack Kirkham. And I'm Thomas Snipe. How's it going? And today, we don't have any guests, and it's going to be more of a relaxed episode. I know. It feels a little empty in here. I'm actually back to my original position in the room, and I can see you. Yeah. Strange. No, it's, it's weird. It's, uh, it's definitely strange. We've had so many great guests. It's, uh... I'm trying to imagine being one of the guests right now <laughs> and seeing like these two handsome young men asking you. Where? Oh, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're so funny. Yeah. All right. Um, on another note, I decided I was going to test Kirkham's computational ability today. Oh, gosh. And I have some riddles for you. Let's hear them. And then also to all our, listen- all, all our listeners, please feel free to call in if you have any, any comments or anything. Like or that. any good riddles. These or are ones riddles, that yeah. I looked up, and it was the first Google, <laughs> Google search <laughs> result. Okay, let's hear them. Okay, so what can you hold in your right hand? But not in your left. What can what? I hold in my right hand? Can you um, hold in your right hand, but not in your left. Okay, interesting. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, it's so stupid. <laughs> your palm? Your right palm? Your left hand. <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I hate it. I yeah. saw it. I hated it. All the ones I'm asking, I hated. All right, th- th- that one was decent, honestly, because like at least that one wasn't like a like a pun. That's actually like a real. Yeah, I hate the riddle. riddles that people tell you that are really long and convoluted. I'm like, yeah. I only remember the last two sentences you said. Well, and then what was like, this about? it hinges on like a small detail they tell you too. Exactly. Okay, so here's another one that yeah. I hated. This ancient invention allows people to see through walls. What is it? See through walls. It's gonna be like a, it's gonna be a pun, like a seesaw or something. Like, but it's not seesaw. It's gonna be like I don't know. What is it? A window. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my gosh! I, I hate I hated these a lot. I really wow. hated these a that lot. Make, wow! I can't believe like, I I just got that wrong. That is really embarrassing. Oh well. All right. Well, Thomas Knight, with with Halloween being yesterday, I thought it would be a good idea to. To rank our favorite candies. It's about time. Do we go back time. to our roots? Go back to our roots. And then also, tell me what, what your favorite part about Halloween was growing up. Dang. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. All right. So in which order? I'll start with the last one. The yeah. latter of the two. Um, probably my favorite memory was this one time. I was like kind of at that age where you're kind of too old to, uh, to really trick or treat anymore. But I forget. I went... I I was tasked with the responsibility of taking these like two like really young like girls, like really, really young. They like needed someone to go with them, make sure they're safe and stuff. So I just dressed up as like a, a big chicken, I think. And uh <laughs> like got to take them around trick or treating. No, that's fun. And it was kinda like passing down the torch. Yeah. And it like I was only like what, fourth grade or fifth grade when that happened. I wasn't that old, but like probably a humbling experience realizing I'm moving up in the world. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That is like one of the first things you get phased out as a kid. Yeah, because you like you always have Christmas, you always have all that stuff, but like you really get phased out, and it's younger than you think too. Like by twelve and stuff, you kind of here. Here's the thing, though. It's like a parabola where it like it goes way up, and then you're like, I'm like middle school. I'm way too cool for that. I play Minecraft. Like I don't need that. And then it goes way back up when you're older, and it's not about Halloween at all. It's like whatever. I can dress up in costumes. Yeah, yeah, and have fun costumes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would say, well, so every Halloween when I was younger, we used to go to my friend's house, like our family friend's house, and we would trick or treat around this one neighborhood. Vintage jokes, and honestly, I don't really have like a like a specific menu or uh, memory. I just remember running around that neighborhood, just like zero cars and just like hundreds of kids. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was awesome. And a lot of the houses would get really creative too, because that neighborhood was just known for, for Halloween. And I remember like one, like one house had like a American Idol station where you'd like sing and then they would like give you candy based off like how good you like did karaoke and stuff. Mm-hmm. Different things like that. So I only have like one menu or actually, no, I, I remember one year I got 12 pounds of candy. That was my twelve pounds. Twelve pounds. I, I had two like pillowcases that are like pretty much full. Well, you're probably in a place where they give you like toothbrushes and raisins and stuff, <laughs> so they they weigh more. 
I had yeah, one neighbor that, that gave out awful. dental floss. I mean, you no. hear stories about that, but he's like, a, when you see it in real life, you think, wow, how detached are you from all this? Because I'm about That's to throw ridiculous. any of these away that aren't Kit Kats. And yeah. like, what else? I don't want to give it away. Anything but, anything, yeah. Anything but dental floss tier. and candy corn. Well, oh, oh yes. <laughs> so the best part, our, our family friends who we used to always go to their house to trick or treat, they moved to Washington. Yeah. And so I, I went back, and, and, and we were still young. Mm-hmm. So I went back and trick or treated in that neighborhood. I go back to that very house, and they're giving out cutie oranges. And, I, and I'm just like, wow, what a 180. Like, we went from having so much fun here to legit getting the worst Halloween tra- uh, treat of all time. I mean, I don't know, the dude. Cuties are good. Oh, really good. I mean, they're going to go bad. And, like, you're going to get It's also like, and... it's a little sketchy. Like, who, who gives out oranges? Just I mean, give, give what if they're like hand picked? Like, no, they were definitely house no. cuties. Definitely not. That's what I am. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. I feel like ranking the candies is going to be a pretty quick task. I feel like there's little disagreement. Well, here let's start with the candies that we we dislike. So I think like I think we we can both agree the worst Halloween candy of all time, and it baffles me that anyone likes it, and that's even a Halloween candy is candy corn. Candy corn's trash. Absolutely trash. I would I would put candy corn on a pedestal just below the banana Laffy Taffies. Oh. Or yeah. most of the Laffy Taffies in general. Um asinine is a word that comes to mind. Yeah. Um Yeah, I I'm not a big Laffy Taffy guy. They're too I don't know, like if you're gonna go for that kind of candy, go for Starburst. It's just it's it's so much better. Definitely. Yeah. And the form factor has to play a role. It's a yeah. nice square aesthetically. Pleasing, easy to unwrap. Yeah, the Laffy Taffies are literally impossible to but, here, but here's the so thing, though. Early in Halloween, it doesn't matter. And then you get to a seasoned veteran where it gets to the point where you kind of need a little something extraordinary. Mm-hmm. You, like, you're used to all like the Tootsie Rolls and stuff like that. And then there's yeah. just one person who's giving out these candies that are like, kind of bougie. Yeah. You know? And like maybe that, king will size. St- that will stand up. Maybe. I mean, king size, that's... If you find a king size house, you're, you're doing three, four loops. You're doing, yeah, you're definitely doing some loops. Yeah, without 100%. a doubt. That's yeah, that is a king size house. And I, I, when I when I get older, I want to aspire to be something in that realm. I mean, you, it's that's when you know you made it. Ambitious. If you're <laughs> if you're giving out king, size giving out king sizes, you absolutely made it. <laughs> kid, kid, I mean, everyone's already thought about this, but the kids this year really have it bad. Yeah, like not being able to experience it. I feel like you get to an yeah. age where it's like all this stuff going on. You're too young to really understand it in any meaningful way. But I, I could definitely see a lot of those kids who are still trick or treating, like understanding, like wow, like this is kind of just being ripped away from me, and I have no idea like how I feel about it. And I feel like you only have like three, four prime years of trick or treating before prime. you're you're too young, where you don't really process it, and then you have three, four years that are good, and then you kind of, like, get in that phase of middle school where you're, like, too cool for it, or it's just not, not like, you're too old. It's just not, yeah, not the same. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh, the one candy, the one candy I want to talk to you about that I, I've heard mixed things about, but I, I despise is, what are they called? The, the, the coconut ones with um, Almond Joys. I don't know. I went through a phase where I liked those a lot. Really? I did. In fact, I did. Something refreshing about the coconut. Interesting. And wow. uh, it's it's a hit or miss. It depends on the mood. Really? I mean, do, uh, would I prefer them fan. without the almonds? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I eat around the almonds on occasion? I have. <laughs> I'm guilty as charged. It's, yeah. Plead the fifth. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm not a real. I've never even really big a big candy guy to begin with. I don't just like yeah. snack on candy, and I really ate it when I got it for Halloween that much ever. That's a good point. So like, let's say let's say you get a hundred, you or let's say you just get a hundred pieces of candy. How many of those do you think you would eat over the course of your like the next few months or whatever? I mean, yeah, I small percentage. I bet a lot of candy is wasted. But here's the thing: it's all like corporate like they, yeah. they intensify their like advertising campaigns yeah around halloween time they recognize that like there's i don't know the number at all i'm sure there's a massive spike in sales for sure oh yeah definitely um and the amount of candy that's eaten out of the amount that's bought is probably one of the worst return rates of anything yeah 
I would, I would, it's like, it's like the dining halls Halloween special. (laughs) I don't know if you want to get into details about this. I'm still really upset. Yeah, that's true. Cause I, cause I thought it wasn't bad besides the zombie brains. That was a depressing attempt (laughs) on campus to resurrect some form of joy from the student body. It was okay. So the food. Was served in these like pump like these pumpkin pails. Those are cool. Yeah, and I saw those them walking. Awesome. I saw I have something uh, an update on those by the way. Yeah. Um. So I see people walking around with them. I'm like, dude, that's sweet. Like they've been hyping this up for a actual month. <laughs> An actual month. They're like, guys, the Halloween dinner is gonna be banging. It's gonna be so good. It's going to be the bees' knees, and I <laughs> and I was expecting knees of bees. <laughs> and so I get there. They are handing it out to everyone. I'm like. There's no choice, so you just get whatever's in there. Yeah, and it it was, and it was all like themed, like they had names like zombie brains, which was yeah, yeah, which cauliflower that's soaked in wheat. Some what was beets. it? Beets. Yeah, it was beet infused cauliflower with nacho cheese sauce. It was yeah, that was horrible. not a good. Hit. That, it, that I was, was so <laughs> sad. I was I was hungry. I was so excited because they hyped it up, and I was sad after. Yeah, no, I I was not not satisfied with that at all. But then the mini corn dogs, those slaps, those are those are elite no matter what. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm talking about the the tangibles right now. I mean, that was sad. It was a sad attempt. It was a sad attempt. Yeah, and it it made me upset. And oh, here's the update on the cool pale buckets that we got. I was like, dude, sweet. I go in the dining hall for breakfast this uh, this fine morning, and um. There's like return bins they're putting out. They no want they want you to return all of the yeah. You want you to return them? Yeah. Okay, I guarantee you. Okay, the face. I wish you guys could see the face he just gave me. <laughs> I wish the return rates could be worse. Something than I can't something eat tells me you, in fact, Jack Kirkham, are not planning on returning your pumpkin themed pail. Why am I saying pail no. bucket? I don't know. No. Same thing. Zero chance. Actually, I'm pretty sure mine broke. No, especially because, so. I mean, come on, man. They gave them to what? They were literally like two cent plastic, like, and um, like, like one of the things you take to the beach. Like, one do you remember cars. after we were leaving the library? Um, which that was depressing. But yeah. we were leaving the library, and At like we're nine, thir- like nine thirty, like probably? ten. I thought. 10, yeah, I don't 10, really know. Yeah. But um, we're leaving, and there's like some like smoke makers out by the yeah. like in front of the library. That and was like, pretty cool. Yeah, some spooky lights and stuff. And I'm sitting there. Photos. And there's 12 people. Yeah. <laughs> like, they definitely put some, like, a lot of money into, like, opening that stuff up. And we're, like, about to go get hot chocolate. Yeah. And, they're, and they're, like, take 10. Like, please. Like, no one came. <laughs> no one came. I'm like, what? Something. They seem to be very out of touch. Yeah. Like, with the student body. Like, the people making these decisions, like, for student events, like, are very out of touch, it seems like. There's also not enough awareness, I don't think. Like, no, no, we never yeah. would have known to go. Again. And they had that movie playing, and there were three people. Yeah, that was bad. Three people. Yeah, <laughs> watching the giant movie. Screen. And I had no idea. Like I could yeah. have planned to do something like that. Like I don't know. It was just out yeah. of nowhere. So yeah, I feel like the, the there is a lack of communication. Um, it's hard though. I mean, I like hats off to them for trying. It's especially during this time. It's. it's I mean, yeah. At least I mean, they were trying to keep everyone they could on campus. Yeah, is like the whole point, and they're intensifying like the COVID testing. We've gotten tested so many times. I, I the went lines today. Are getting, yeah, we. I went today I was, as I well. I saw Tom. I went today, and the line was an hour long. It's hour long. ridiculous. And and it's, I had to wait through the whole thing. Yeah, because you have to go. You, yeah, it's not like it's not like. Choice. Yeah, here. That's the thing, though. It's the. It's how it has to be if you're going to do it at all. Yeah. Like it, to have optional testing. You might as well not do it at all. It's no. entirely pointless. Yeah. So, but let's see how all this looks after the election. I imagine, um, I imagine the whole COVID scene is going to look uh, very different. Yeah, that's predictably. That's one thing that I I still understand. Like how how does election have anything to do with COVID? Like like like, like or like sorry, I I understand how, but like why? Like why does mm. the election have anything to do with COVID? But it seems like. Like a lot of officials and stuff are saying, like, like oh, they'll they'll change policies and stuff after the election. Like the, the election's kind of a benchmark for like a lot of COVID kind of topics. Oh yeah, that doesn't really make sense to me because it's it all be separate public outlook. And it's, I think it's all like I don't know, not that like not threatening, but 
it's easy to to kind of hold your cards close and try to get what you want in terms of politically. Oh, definitely. I imagine a lot of things are going to be very interesting in the upcoming weeks and months for sure. Yeah, I don't know. That's not not very uh, elaborate analysis. I think everyone can predict that. (laughs) But I would rather not get into it. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, how do you think? Here's a question: How do you think um, school is going to look next semester, next year? That's interesting. I've definitely put a lot of thought into this because, like, you can only hope to see improvement. Yeah, because I couldn't imagine it's not going to get worse. There's no way it can. But the amount of like how much it, it needs to improve for it to be like where I think it needs to be. I don't know if they're going to get there. Yeah. Like just not being able to have people in your rooms and stuff like that. They haven't been able to tie any significant increase in COVID cases based on on campus students going into each other's dorms and stuff. Yeah. So until that's linked, I I'm going to, I'm going to preach that like just for everyone's mental health, you need to be able to like socialize. Yeah. I've met like no one this year. Yeah, I don't know anyone. Like I used to have like study groups and like people I knew that I could go to. Like if I don't know them already in the class, then I don't know them now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then, and then everyone just has to have these like BS relationships with their professors and stuff that like right now don't feel really genuine. I'm showing up to online office hours and like, it's not like you make much of an effort. Like when you just sign on on zoom or something like it's not a, like when you go meet someone in person, like that's when they actually like, mm-hmm. you know, you get you get their favor a little bit. But like signing in on Zoom is just like, just like I don't know. I feel like that's yeah. just a joke. I the only problem is I don't see an incentive for the university to change anything. No, exactly. Like right now in the climate we're in, like there's like why would they ever open up more and have more cases to get more heat from from whoever? Like it's. It sucks, but I, I I don't think things are like really gonna change that much because there's there's no there's no reason for them to change, in in, in, the, in the eyes of of the uh, administration. Yeah, that's and there's so many things that we don't necessarily understand that are being affected by it. Yeah, that like they obviously will not let us understand intentionally, but I look back on this semester in terms of like clarity, and like I feel like they've been like reasonably clear to us a lot yeah. of the time, like but. Like, obviously, when Jenkins got COVID, that was a terrible look. That was, like, kind of embarrassing for them. They kind of pushed that under the bed, yeah. um, under the rug. I don't know the expression. But, like, I don't know what more they could have, like, it ended up working out. Like, they're not, like, no matter what, we're finishing the semester off. Yeah. Whether you get sent in quarantine for the last two weeks, which would be brutal and miserable. But, yeah. like, that's kind of up to you. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I... I think the administration's done like a good job. It's I mean good. I don't know. I know like one person uh the whole time has been hospitalized and that was just because of dehydration. Yeah. Not because of like being super sick from COVID, just because they were super dehydrated and they, they had COVID as well. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know, it's it's definitely like it's weird because like it, it, it doesn't really that, seem that's like a threat at all to us. Like it's 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 like at least in the eyes of students, it's not a threat at all to us. It's so frustrating because like yeah, we are paying the price. Yeah, for like these 100%. like authoritative figures having to make these rules like this because it's mostly public outlook that like you know the appearance yeah, they're worried about. Yeah, so but like you know like we are paying for it bad here because yeah. of something that's really not that dangerous to us has detrimentally affected all of us mentally. Oh, yeah. Undeniable. Like, the 51% were critically, like, mentally was, stressed, yeah. or 52%, something like that. Was, like, clinically, like, depressed. Like, yeah, and that's just the people who answer the survey. The kids who are yeah. really bad are grinding in Hesburgh till 4, and they had... There's no way they're... They don't even it. pick their head up to breathe, let alone answer yeah. a survey they don't have to. Yeah. So... I don't know. That needs to be evaluated seriously before next semester, like especially with these rules and stuff. Because if they don't make some changes, they're going to get the same result. Fifteen weeks without a break, Short, like con- your everything Brutal. that was hard about it before got harder because the same curriculum just got shortened a little bit, and then everything that was good got taken away or changed. Yeah, like all the things I looked forward to, like did the the little things throughout the week that give you the energy. To like keep doing it back to back to back, like the gym, seeing your friends, like 
just random social interactions throughout the day. Meeting new people in Meeting classes, new people, yeah. like... All that all fun. Yeah, all of it. I... It's weird because I was looking back in the semester and I feel like I really haven't made like that many strong bonds with my professors oh, over yeah. the course of the semester because half my classes are uh, online, like purely online. Half of them are? Half of them are. Which ones? So I so bio for like for the first half of the semester, all online. My Spanish class, all online. Uh, my Theo class for like half the semester was online because he got COVID and then his wife or something got COVID. So like it just, he would be online for like a month and a half. That's so whack. And then the classes that aren't online, so also my Theo. Theo has 400 and something people in the class. So like getting a personal relationship with him is that's just kind of out of mm. the book or out, out the window. Um, and then my stats class is, is a big lecture hall. So it's, it's hard to like kind of engage with her as well. Yeah. I, just, I just feel like I just like barely know any of my, any of my professors and vice versa. And it's not like at my, at my fault. It's, it's not necessarily your fault at all, yeah. And I, I, and here's also the thing I'm recognizing, because it could be much worse. Uh, there's definitely a large majority of people here that could openly consider themselves introverted. And, like, you know, they need some kind of push to go out of their way to do those kind of interactions. Because I understand, definitely. especially, like, after going through this, it's like, it's like you have to make an effort, for sure. Especially if you're not yeah. just, like, openly, like, ridiculously friendly, like, Unless you're Quinn or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then I mean, it's, it's And it's so easy to, like, fall back on quarantine and COVID as, like, an excuse not to go out. Because if you're on the edge of, like, hey, like, especially if, like, a freshman, like, let's say you, you don't know anyone, and you're on edge between, like, going out, meeting some more people, going to the library, lawn, something like that, and just staying in, like, that night, it's so easy to cop out and just use COVID as, as an excuse when that, that's really not oh, yeah. going through your mind. Oh, for sure. So, I don't know, I feel like, yeah, people are way less, like, outgoing and stuff this year. By But then then there were two kinds of people when COVID hit. It was the, okay, this COVID is now an excuse for me to, like, rationalize things to myself so you can, like, get away with them in your head at least. Because it's all, all the actions you do are kind of just, like, your brain convincing itself to do something. Yeah. And um, your brain is very good at convincing itself to do things that it already wants to do. Mm-hmm. so it'll definitely bypass your rationale when code's around because you're like oh like do i want to work out like oh but like there's no gym like covid you know like everyone's going through it or mm-hmm. there's the person who's just like okay like everyone else is going to use it as an excuse and i'm going to use this as an opportunity to like excel yeah you know what i mean yeah. and like it's not like it's clear cut all the time but like i feel like it's the mindset like you sometimes you're going to fail and you're going to be the guy who uses it as an excuse like for sure we've all done it without a doubt mm-hmm but as long as your mindset is like, I have an opportunity, potentially, like in a weird way, it's an opportunity. While all these things are being taken away, like, can I step up? Like, can you be a community leader? Yeah. Like, can you keep doing the things you know you need to do mm-hmm. in the face of all the adversity? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to crumble? And I mean, it. I kind of just teeter back and forth between the two sometimes. I mean, sometimes you just get beat down too hard and you just don't know if you can get back up. Yeah. And then one way or another, the sun sets and then it rises the next day. Mm-hmm. And you can either let it keep beating you or try and use some resources to pull yourself out. I think this whole semester, all of us have definitely seen both sides. Yeah. It definitely. I think like, the thing that worries me is the. The mental health oh for I, sure it's, it's it's pretty clear around campus it's really it's bad. And it, oh yeah it's it's hard to be the person who steps up because every like almost every single day like half your friends are like oh my god are you serious right now like like i cannot even breathe today yeah and then what are you supposed to do like just like oh i have a little bit less work like who are you gonna go hang out with yeah like, <laughs> like no one no one, you're just kind of there with them. So it's just like a collect, yeah. like you have to collectively uplift each other, mm-hmm. and it has to just be like a mutual agreement to do it, like with without bounds. And I don't think enough people here have that. Yeah, you know, like the end of the resource. I mean, dude, the counseling here is frankly trash. Yeah, frankly trash. And like, yeah, you got more of them, but you get a different one every time you go. So you don't build any relationship with them. So that's absolutely pointless yeah 
without a doubt. Yeah, no, I think they really need to consider some changes uh, for next semester. I heard they're thinking about adding uh, like a break or something, but they're going to add it on like a random Wednesday, random Tuesday or something like that because they don't want people to go to Chicago or, or leave campus at all. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we'll see. I don't know how effective that'll be, but they definitely need to change something. And I, I, I hats off to Father Jenkins for emailing all the teachers and all the, all the faculty about kind of getting the students back on track and kind of letting up on the students a bit. So, that's yeah, another no, another shout out to him. He's really been great. Every, every I've had more and more interactions as time's gone on, or heard or heard of more interactions with him, and it seems like he's a fantastic villain you know and he like he knew he had big shoes to fill and i think he he came about it a very like good way yeah. where he's not going to be all up in your business mm-hmm. because he knows there's not just a whole culture built around him yet like if that if that's what he wants so he kind of just like let the culture survive in itself and then like assimilated him his like authority into it yeah i think i think he did that really well i mean i haven't there's no real problems or anything like the few few uh, fine Stanford gentlemen were stricken with COVID. A few of the freshmen, yeah, and uh, we were all worried about that going around. But it's a testament to their ability to follow the rules that our whole dorm didn't erupt. Yeah, because you hear about this stuff happening in like sororities or fraternities and stuff, and it's like one person, then it's fifty. Yeah, but we had like what five freshmen get it, and then we we're all fine. Yeah, everyone was fine. Yeah, so it's very interesting. Yeah, and I think it's it's important also to remember that like we're just lucky to, to be here. Like, so many schools. Yeah, that's just, so like, easy to forget. It's so, so easy, easy to forget. But so many schools. Like I, yeah. I have a bunch of friends that are just back home doing nothing, and they're yeah. just the online classes. Like, like they're I don't know. They go to like an LA school or like a like a, like a yeah. school in really California. You got to value learning. It's awful. You really have to take a lot of pride in learning. Yeah, and being the best you possible in order to be here right now. And, like, that's a very difficult mindset for everyone to have all the time. To sit there and do things for the sake of itself. It's a little cunt for you right there. Hey. When if, you're, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm saying, like, consistency is so difficult, yeah. especially for 15 weeks yeah. of the day in, day out, like, same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, like, a critical point where it's like everyone's realizing we're almost there, but also realizing you are about to get your booty handed to you, <laughs> like handed to you in all these classes. Because, okay, let's say let's say they're in a situation partially like you, where it's like half online, like, you know, like they're zooming in. They're not learning as much as they would. Like you don't learn like near, we've already talked about that. You don't learn nearly as much. No. And we've all experienced it. And so you're doing that. You're kind of iffy on the class. And then you go in to take an in-person final and you're at like a 91. When's the last or not even 89 or something like when's the last time you walked into a final and you needed to do well to bring your grade up and like actually pulled it off? Like I it's It's nearly impossible. It's nearly it's it's real tough. They're not made to bring your grade up. Every teacher I've ever had has said that like. They're like, you put yourself in a good position where you can get hit a little bit on this because, like, it's going to hit. Yeah. Like, we're like it's going to be a C, like, low C average, and, like, that's just that's just how it is. Yeah. If it's really bad, we'll give you a few points. But, like, there's enough kids here that just, like, live and breathe that one class that they can destroy the curve. Like, that's the thing. There's kill curve. There's kill curvers. There's curve killers here. Yeah. Lurking in the shadows of Hesburgh, floor 10. <laughs> We were one of those. <laughs> we were yeah, one of those. Yeah, on, yeah. on Halloween. Oh, uh, yeah. Awesome. Halloween, yeah. That no, was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, it's... Um, we'll see how finals go. I don't know. They're probably going to... We'll see if they are in person if they're online. I think... Not that that, that will like, really make a huge difference, but... Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's it's harder to like really retain knowledge this semester. And... I think that's that's really gonna come out as well in the, in the final grades. Cause I know, like at least in all my classes, the averages are like horrible. Oh, like, dude! Like, in my bio class, the final like because like, because like the way it's it's like split up into modules. If you don't know, um, so you like you kind of take a class for the first half of the semester, then like a different class for the second half. The final for my first like module was uh was this like average of a seventy, 
That's like just so unacceptable. And I was like, bro. No, I, I look at some of these things and I'm like, dude, you guys are beating me down right now. Like, I, like it's not, it's like I'll laugh at it at this point. I'll be like, come on. I'll like pull up my lab that I got to do and I'll be like, come on, dude. Are you serious? Or like, I get assigned like a, like a reading, like writing assignment where I read a scientific article and like yeah. analyze it and stuff. And like, you know, any teacher can, you just pick an article. Yeah. And it can be any article. And they consistently pick the hardest ones where I have to read it three or four times. That's 50 pages or something. Like they are not like until like this whole mental health thing got brought up. They were not taking into consideration the slightest. I think they're they're trying to crank it up more because they yes. were like. They're trying to keep everyone in. Yeah. Like they're trying, they're to, trying just, to just like, like lock everyone down. Yeah. Like, oh, I totally believe that. I, I'm I like, think it was, yeah. It, yeah, it was crazy. Some yeah. of these readings, I'm like, I'm I'm the science computing major and i have to read like if i was to read it all which i'm gonna be honest like i'm gonna skim the stuff that i can afford to skim Mm -hmm. and i'm like i shouldn't have to read 100 pages on a tuesday when this is not what i want to do with my life at all and it's like i do not believe i'm gaining all that much from reading i forget the title of the article is like ubiquitous something bacteria something about (laughs) their uh ability to like respirate in sediments like cine- like seven centimeters below water tables or something. It was actually that long and about that topic. But I like what? Yeah. No, Are you it's serious. Tough. Yeah. It is yeah. It, it's definitely a mental game. But it's 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 how it's how it is. So it's kinda it's how it be. We can do. Yeah. It's how it be, man. It's how it be. Um Yeah. Well, Going back on a bit more of a happier note, we talked about the worst candies. What do you think are the best Halloween candies? Hmm. Liv texted me and said the British ones are good, but she didn't tell me which That's ones. So, oh my gosh, Cadbury. Liv, you're so right. Cadbury? Cadbury. So How do you know what that is? My, my dad's like British. It's my yeah, dad's, okay, okay, yeah, but. My dad's aunt, I think, was a nanny for the Cadbury family. So she used to like bring home, like bring home like chocolate mm. bars and stuff from there. So like, he so describe them describe the candy. So they're so it's kind of like a bougie like it's not it's like like Hershey's, but like Hershey's is like awful compared to Cadbury. It's Agreed. it's really like like a like a kind of a high end chocolate that's like very like like milky and creamy and just like very delicious. And they they're real like they're you're huge in England, so like and like. Anywhere in, uh, in in Britain, you'll see like a bajillion Cadbury, like who know like everything, and they have a bunch of different types of like bars and stuff. My favorite is is like, the, like I think it's called Crunchy, and it's like honeycomb in the middle, and it's like a chocolate glaze in the outside, and is so so good. They also have like they have Smarties, which are kind of like their M and M's. They have uh, what else? They have a bunch. They're, they're, all those candies are so good. And then for, for Easter, they have like the Cadbury eggs. They're delicious. Okay, okay, yeah. That sounds familiar. Those are so good. Okay, so I definitely, that, that resonated something in my brain. Yeah. No, they're they're delicious. If you can ever have any any Cadbury chocolate ever, just do it. It's I've always, so I, I like sour candies. Like, I do like a nice- Which sour candies? Okay, you know like those airhead like- flat rope things, you know, like the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are pretty fire. Those are pretty good. <coughs> are you a big warhead guy? No, those are painful. They're painful, but then they're so good after you like get, yeah, get but then it. it's just a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, but it's like sweeter than it's a, a pain. No, it's a painful Jolly Rancher. That pain though makes you feel like you deserve the sweetness after. I hope that's how it works. I hope. Uh, how about so? About my all-time favorite is definitely Mil- uh, Milky Way. So good. I'm always pumped when I see like a few Milky Ways in my in my. Okay, those are elite trick or treating bag. Richard uh, sent me a text with his favorite, and he said Baby Ooh. Ruth was fifth, and none of us were, that's phased out over time. I think Baby Ruth has a. Uh, Yes, but when, when Father Stephen had his, like... He did have... Yeah, he had some Baby Ruths. In his, yeah, like, but... Yeah, the dorm rector priest had Baby Ruth. If that's not the <laughs> definition of falling off, then I don't know what is. It's true. It is... Uh, I, I I still like them. I mean, I think it's kind of like... It's kind of like a Snickers, but a little more like... It's not, like, not yeah, even. it's a Snickers, but there's there's like a layer of fudge, I think, at the very uh, bottom. 
Oh, it's like there's caramel nice. and like a, a fudge. A, it's pretty a good. A fudge. A fudge. That was uncomfortable for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did uh, Dr. Knapp have uh, besides that? He had that at fifth? He definitely, I remember uh, Snickers is elite. I think yeah, that might have, I think that might have been first. Let me pull it up. Uh, Reese's was first. Snickers, Milky Way, Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers is good. That like really the chocolate I like, the, like mousse mm, on the inside, so good. I don't know. The, the thing is, Milky Way is, is like that's the same kind of like chocolate mousse or whatever inside with uh, caramel. So I don't Agreed. know. I, I think that, I think that's like a little bit more elite, but Three Musketeers is still amazing. There's nothing like a good conversation on a Sunday about candy when you should be doing homework. astronomical amounts of work. Oh, man. Oh, man, I love it. God, I can't can't take another week off, though. We're thinking about keeping this going over break. Yeah. Uh, virtually. Yeah, Poten- potential uh, guests as well. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Uh, I have, uh, have a few lined up. Okay, yeah. I feel like uh, my uh, dad could be an interesting guest. I, I was thinking sure. the same. Maybe I, I my think, grandpa. Yeah, definitely. Bring Shrek, grandpa I'd lined up. Shrek would be awesome. Shrek would be dope. Yeah. I think OJ has a house in St. Pete. OJ Simpson. That bring, would be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. That'd be sick. <laughs> he lives there. I think. The, it's the Clorox dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The new OxyClean guy. OxyClean dude. Yeah. yeah, that's it. He'd be, he definitely, I mean, I, he's probably way too busy, but, and I've already asked enough favors out of him, <laughs> but uh, that'd be super interesting. That'd be cool. I'm sure he has some, uh, Interesting things to say, but we definitely need to go out with a bang with this uh, f- few last guests here. Yeah, hundred percent. I think we're uh, yeah definitely when we go back home, I like we'll keep it going and get and get like a bunch of guests from back home, like our yeah our parents and, and friends and stuff. Like <laughs> Everyone everyone's like, oh sweet, their no parents, way. no way. I bet so that's cool. awesome. Oh my gosh, no, it'll be. I think it'll be really interesting. Like Doctor yeah. Nipe on here, that would be awesome. It'd be a really good guest. A few dad jokes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Of course. Oh, maybe our dads could have a dad joke off. A dad joke off. Yeah, that's a good idea. That'd be kind of fire. That'd be that'd be <laughs> fire. <laughs> oh man. Like well, we could have Caroline on as well. We have a friend here named Caroline who has her own podcast with how many viewers? Uh, she said a hundred thousand. Yeah, like what? She's cool. a, so I I looked up. She uh, she like works for pretty much the NASA of, of the UK. Yeah, and it's their, so like, this is our friend podcast. Caroline who's a. Uh, what uh air and space engineer what is it uh, she, she's just physics i think right now are you she's, sure okay yeah, oh yeah she, yeah, yeah she didn't want to do engineering oh, okay true so now she's physics yeah but she works for the nasa of england yeah it's called one sec i'll look it up wow that must be a terrible gig it's uh yeah she says wait one sec i almost got it okay so it's called the preparing for launch podcast. And well, now UK. we're gonna have to Venmo request her for the yes, shout out. Yeah, honestly, that's yeah. yeah. We kind of yeah shoot should have monetized that. <laughs> yeah, nice going <laughs> to our yeah to our tens of viewers. Oh well, but no, I I mean I, I think she'd be an awesome guest. Like she has a like just huge podcast, and it's it's yeah, the the UK SEDS, which I guess is their they're like NASA or whatever. So I don't know, that'd be cool. And they and she has like a bunch of like guests on that. I've been to space or yeah, that's something uh, I really don't know all that much about. So that'd be really cool. I was never a big space guy. That always came. That always seemed a little too big. Like once you really start getting deep into thinking about like, how, like just it's infinitesimal. Yeah, completely. Like ever expanding but shrinking. Like the theory, the theory of the universe expanding. We know it's expanding because the I forget what effect it is when the light when a light is moving away mm-hmm. the frequency. So it emits a circular frequency of the wavelengths of the light that it's emitting. Mm-hmm. And as it moves away, obviously the frequency, the wavelengths that hit you are slightly more spread apart. Yeah. And then they're condensed on the other side and the more spread apart it's, it's red. So that's how they determine that all these things are like the, the universe is expanding like, f- like from within itself. So these things are slightly just getting moved further and further apart. Yeah, that's crazy. So it kind of just really blows your mind. You're like, what even are we? Like, what is this? Like, how There's do we know so that? so many, like, when you start getting into, like, space time and, like, mm-hmm. you know, the theory of relativity and all that stuff, 
it really just blows your mind. Like, yeah, that's uh, a trans, that uh, transcendentalism. Hey, oh, is it really? Yeah, when that's like the philosophical study of things within space and time. Interesting. So, like, you have a potato on a table; it exists within space. Like, that's a physical object within space. Yeah. But what about when you imagine a potato in your head? It's no longer a physical thing sure. in space, but it, it's was existing now within time within yourself. Like. And then it, it it goes into the, the like theory of existence and like what things really exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so you can image uh, a unicorn. They don't exist, but you can see a photo of a unicorn immediately registers in your head. That's a unicorn. Yeah. So like, does it exist? Like as like a, a fictional in, thing, yeah. physically in space, it doesn't, but like at the same time it does. Yeah. So what even are we now? What are we, man? It, it always comes back to some like philosophical. That, that's like every time, every podcast. Well, everything could like yeah. you can. T- it we, just, we always draw that connection somehow. Well, it's it's not even a connection. It's just your outlook. Like, yeah. are you looking at this data with the out like the lens of philosophy? Are you looking at it with like the lens of theology? Like, are you looking at it like just completely objectively and logically? I mean, it. I mean. And that's not to say that philosophy or theology differs greatly from logic because it doesn't. They're one and the same yeah. if applied correctly. But you understand what I mean. Yeah. Depends how you tackle it. And that could definitely be a problem potentially because if you tackle everything with the lens of like philosophy and like this universal approach to everything, you can get very easily get lost within existing like within the now. Yeah. And like, Quinn talked about, I've mentioned her three times. What the heck is going on? It's just because she like texted me 15 minutes before this. I'm like, wow. Like you remember I have a podcast. No way. (laughs) You have one and live. She was, she's always listening and live. Yeah. Parents lives going to be mad that she was just an afterthought just then. I'm kidding. I love you. (laughs) That's embarrassing. (laughs) No, we were, we're very thankful for our dedicated listeners. Very 100%. thankful. Very thankful. Very, very thankful. It's just for the ones that listen live. Yeah. That's pretty dope. These are at least good for us. I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would fun. much rather be doing this than whatever whores are on my laptop awaiting me. Wait, so in your decision to not study abroad, what was kind of your thought process there? Um, My curriculum just really like realistically okay, okay. is not a good idea to do yeah. with that. Like when you go abroad. You're definitely like experiencing things like, and that is knowledge in itself that's very valuable. Yeah. But like in order for me to feel like I'm not really cheating myself, like I have to stay on campus, get the full experience. And like, if I want to travel, I'll, I'll do that independently in my life. But like, I need to be learning this stuff. So that's kind of, it's kind of how I see it. Yeah, no, definitely. I thought, I, I think there's some really cool programs and I'm, I'm really excited about the ones I'm applying to. So Without a doubt, no. You sound. It yeah. sounded like those are awesome gigs too. Yeah. So I'm I'm applying to this one in Copenhagen, and uh, pretty much you apply for like one main kind of. It's kind of like a major, but like it's only for one semester. It's like one kind of core course is what they call them, and that's worth like six or eight credits, something like that. And then you take a few like classes that are underneath that like main course that are like two, three credits, or whatever. It's like, it's like kind of smaller classes. And it's the main course that I applied to, uh, like, like the kind of program was this environmental science of the Arctic. And throughout the course, we're going to like, we're going to spend two weeks in the Arctic circle doing research. And that like, sounds so cool there. So yeah, I, I thought that was like so cool and I could like not resist not doing that. And, uh, thankfully it just kind of worked out with my, my schedule that I, I can, I can do that. And actually I, I get all the credits I need from that for like for my major. So. Yeah, I'm thankful. I don't know. I'm excited. It should be. It should be cool. I don't know. It, it's hard to get in. I know. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculously hard to get in. Too. Yeah, like there's only three <laughs> spots. So all these just smart kids mm-hmm. applying for it too. That's just ridiculous. Like, yeah, it's tough. Your chance of getting one here is like much lower than if like these kids just went somewhere else. Like, because they would be the ones getting picked. Yeah. And if you're middle of the pack, you're just like, yeah, you're not gonna. Yeah, good luck. What GPA do you think you need to get into like all these? Uh, well, so yeah, you have to have a three seven minimum to require to apply. Just like in general, you need yeah. a three seven. If you don't have a three seven, that then you just can't, knocked well, off like ju- just for the Copenhagen one. You have to have at least a three seven to apply. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. It, they're knocking off a lot of like very smart kids who would be fine. Like every almost every Notre Dame student who comes back from it is like, dude, that was so easy. Like, 
Like, yeah. Like that. Like not even comparable. So I feel like there's you different don't style go, though. For like you go for like the experience. Yeah. No. Stuff. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. It's it all about cliche. the experience, and that's yeah. no. That's valuable. That's super valuable. But I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, probably not. Probably not for me. Yeah. One hundred percent. So. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, and my advisor told me not to, so that was yeah, pretty much that, that. was pretty much the dealio. <laughs> she's like, "You you weren't thinking about doing abroad, right?" And I'm like, "Uh, what if I was?" She's like, "No, you you weren't." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, nice." There was one uh, this one program that I heard about, and I had a friend that did, uh, it was like a few years old, and that's who did it, and that sounded so cool, and I like really wanted to do it, but just you know, it was to like a lead of a school, like in. The classes were like kind of like mm-hmm. all like just not high level enough for Notre Dame, and so uh, it's 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 a cruise ship. So you get on a cruise ship with yeah. like two hundred other students, like all all U.S. kids. That's a good idea. <laughs> and you uh, you travel the world on this cruise ship, and you have class for like three four days uh, a week, and then the other like three days, whatever you you stop in like a city, and you can just do whatever in the city. Or like whatever classes you're taking in different cities, when you stop, you go and have like experiential like learning things. So, so you you end up going to a good like fifteen different cities over the course of like the semester, and you literally go all over the world, like South America, like Europe, Asia. What like, how expensive that is! I'm sure it's incredible. I I think I I think it's comparable to like to like normal tuition. Yeah, still, <laughs> still, still ridiculously yeah. expensive, but like. Yeah. So that's and sick. That's and like I, I know like at other schools like I, sweet I think life on deck vibes exactly and and like I, I think it's hosted by like ASU or, or no yeah so oh like, that's why they're not giving us credit yeah, <laughs> no so wonder yeah so like that's why but like I had some friends that did it at like like Chapman or something like that um, so I don't, I, I thought that was really cool but there's it also just like academically did, did not make sense at all to do and there's no way I could have done it but it, it looks cool like if anyone's interested yeah you should definitely that, look at it that I think it's cool, so like, cool. Like semester at sea, I think is what it's called. Oh, I think I definitely saw an ad for that somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed really cool. Yeah, but, I remember just reading know. the comments. They're just like, "Man, I wish I had enough money to do that." Like, <laughs> that'd be sweet. Yeah, I'm sure it's ridiculously expensive. Yeah, so I don't know. Well, we'll see. I think. Uh, what I think, mo- like I'd say, probably most people apply abroad. Hmm. Would you say? Actually, I mean, I think it's probably like a 50-50 split. People, are actually people we know, but like, I don't know if we know enough people to really judge the student body. Well, the thing is, I think... We know just like a lot of good students, though. I feel like uh, I have saw somewhere that 70% of students study abroad. Total? 70% of Notre Dame students. Oh, really? I didn't know that at all. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's on their website. So, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's the yeah, afternoon today. That's so. awesome. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that app's gonna be an awesome time too. I I already finished them, sent them off to to like. Oh yeah, that's what you were doing last night as well, right? Yeah, okay, I finished yeah. them this morning too. So oh, yeah, this morning. Were yeah. you at the library this morning? Yeah. Ew. Yeah, it was not fun. That's, but well, it's not a good time. It was. I showed up at like nine or like nine ten or whatever, and it was already busy, like very busy. Yeah, that's that's. I was like, wow. Okay, you guys are up early. That, yeah, that's the depressing thing is when everyone gets depressed because they know because it's not just you. It's every single person is like, oh, life does not exist for three weeks now. Well, and then, you, then you'll stay in the library until 3 a.m. and it's still packed. Yeah. And you're like, okay, wow. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. That's the that's what the, the people who don't realize is like these kids are in the shadows. Yeah, They're in the shadows. And there's more than you think. They're, they're definitely. More than you think. So to, to lax up a little bit at the finish line and be like, oh, like, you know, I made it. Like, you know. These kids do not, they do not understand the word relax. So, yeah, there's a lot of people. I don't know. There's, I remember coming, like, I, I think it was like a, like my friends at Stanford use this term, but it was a, like, they call it like the rule of 500 or something, where it's pretty much they just only see the same 500 people, even though there's a huge, like, student population, mm-hmm. because so many of those kids are like, are like locked grinders away. and like locked away that like don't even do it. And I feel like it's definitely not at all to the same extent as it is like Stanford or something like that. But it, I feel like there definitely is that kind of like there is a vibe to that where there are a lot of kids that are like that are grinders that you would never really like see at all in a social setting, except except when they're in your dorm and your section stuff like that. That's the great part about that, about the dorm system. It kind of exposes you to those people and gets those people integrated into the community. But like 
one of those grinders or something that's in like any other hall besides Stanford, I'm not going to ever know. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. It's definitely the spectrum of, uh, of how social people are. Yeah. Yeah. It's alarming. Especially yeah, in this... Uh, I mean, yeah, it is a little alarming, to say the least. Cause it's 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 gone much more like that. Like since my like when I would talk to my dad about it, it's gone it's gone much more that direction. Like at all the elite schools, it's no longer as much. I feel like Notre Dame is one of the last few that are going for a lot of well-rounded kids. Yeah, but it's getting to a point where it's just like numbers. It's like if your numbers aren't there, you're not even considered in yeah. the slightest. They won't even look at your application if you have less than like a fourteen hundred fourteen yeah. something SAT. Like. They won't even open it. Like That's you ridiculous. could be a stud. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. And they they don't they don't care. It's also like because there's someone who uh, is yeah. a stud and has that. You know what I mean. That's what I'm trying yeah. to get at. Like especially now we're here. It's like you can tell the kids that are going to be successful. And a lot of times, like you can, a super, you can look like, at a smart, lot of people and realize that already. Yeah, and and like the ones that are like like definitely super smart, but like just don't like socialize at all and just like keep to themselves. It's like 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 you can t- like you could just tell. They need to like kind of come out of their shell a bit more, and like because in life, like it's just not oh, be very successful in that sense. And there's definitely way more of those kids now than I I thought there were at the school. You can get to a slippery slope there, trying to de- define uh, define the word success. You can go in a long that could be a whole hour long conversation to say the least. That's true. Because that is you want to say relative entirely, but yeah. There can't be an entirely relative scale to success. Yeah. Because it's it's comparative by nature almost to a certain degree. Yeah. But then yeah, that's that's true. But I I, I feel like true like internal success is, yeah. is definitely derived from yourself. But yeah, yeah. no, it, it is definitely comparative. It's how you yeah, hundred percent. Because you can have a certain outlook on yourself that's completely determined by other people that you know. And so, like, it it creeps its way in. So, if that makes any sense. I remember I had a conversation last year in my philosophy, or my writing and rhetoric. Like, we talked about this for, like, a week, and we read some articles and stuff like that, and it was definitely an interesting conversation. And you don't, like, go away from, like, those weeks and, like, take away too, too much specifically from the readings and stuff. Like, I couldn't even tell you, like, the names of the authors of them. Well, you take away like the dialogue you have as a class and you like get the general consensus of the room, what they have to think about it. And you kind of like tie that to their personalities that, you know, and it kind of just gives you a better understanding overall of like where other people stand on it. Yeah. And then you can form your, your outlook on it probably a little better because of that. Yeah. Well, I think we're just about out of time. Um, Thank you so much uh, to all our listeners for tuning in. I know this is a bit more of a, a f- kind of freestyled episode. Um, if you guys like have any recommendations for who you who you think we should bring on the podcast, or if you yourself want to be on the podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, we'll we'll see you guys next week. Uh, very excited. And then yeah, if you want to stream this episode or want to share it at all, uh, it'll be up on Spotify as well as on our on our website. Uh, Tom, you got anything else? Have a fantastic Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much.